on YouTube's recommendation system. YouTube official blog, the 15th of September 2021. 2. Does borderline content grow watch time for YouTube? For the vast majority of people, borderline content doesn't meet that bar of time well spent on YouTube. That's why in 2019 we first began demoting borderline content in recommendations, resulting in a 70% drop in watch time on non-subscribed, recommended borderline content in the US today. Consumption of borderline content that comes from our recommendations is significantly below 1%. 3. Do recommendations drive viewers to increasingly extreme content? As I've explained, we actively demote low-quality information in recommendations. But we also take the additional step of showing viewers authoritative videos about topics that may interest them. Say I watch a video about the COVID-19 vaccine. In my Up Next panel, I'll see videos from reputable sources like Vox and Bloomberg QuickTake and won't see videos that contain misleading information about vaccines to the extent that our system can detect them. Alongside those COVID-19 news and explainer videos, I'll also get personalized recommendations from other topics based on my watch history. A sketch from Saturday Night Live or a TEDx talk about the Super Mario effect. This personalized diversity helps viewers access new subjects and formats versus the same type of video over and over again. A growing number of independent researchers have been looking into how tech platforms impact the consumption of borderline content, and while ongoing study continues, recent published papers conclude YouTube recommendations aren't actually steering viewers towards extreme content. Instead, consumption of news and political content on YouTube more generally reflects personal preferences that can be seen across their online habits. 4. Does borderline content make money? To start, our advertiser-friendly guidelines already prohibit lots of borderline content from monetizing. Many advertisers have told us that they don't want to be associated with this type of content on YouTube and often choose to opt out of advertising against it. This means each borderline video watched is a lost opportunity to monetize, leading to real lost revenue to YouTube. Likewise, this kind of content breeds distrust and raises concern not just with advertising partners, but with the public, press, and policymakers. The reality is that as our work on responsibility has grown, so has our company and the entire creator economy. Responsibility is good for business. With all that, why don't we simply remove borderline content? Misinformation tends to shift and evolve rapidly, and unlike areas like terrorism or child safety, often lacks a clear consensus. Also, misinformation can vary depending on personal perspective and background. We recognize that sometimes, this means leaving up controversial or even offensive content. So we continue to heavily focus on building responsible recommendations and take meaningful steps to prevent our system from widely recommending this content.